Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Owen. And today, in our podcast, we will be talking about the mystery of D.B. Cooper. The story started when a man calling himself Dan Cooper bought a one-way ticket for Flight 305 from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington on November 24, 1971. He seemed to be a normal middle-aged man wearing a business suit with a black tie and a white shirt. He even went as far as to order a bourbon and coke before the flight took off. According to FBI.gov, in the middle of the flight, he stopped one of the stewardess and handed her a note. The note said that he had a bomb and he wanted her to take a seat next to him. He opened the briefcase that he had to show that the bomb was real and there were red sticks and wires. He also demanded he get $200,000 in all $20 bills and four parachutes. She then took this information to the captain. When the plane landed in Seattle, all the other passengers got off the plane and DB's money and parachutes were brought on. DB kept several of the crew members to stay on and the plane took off for the destination he asked for, Mexico City. Somewhere in between Seattle and Reno, D.B. jumped out of the plane with his parachutes and ransom money into the dark, stormy night. From then on, D.B. Cooper has been known as the only man to successfully hijack a plane. He was never caught, and the case is still a mystery 50 years later. Are you tired of getting spam calls? Well, I am too. Today, we have the best product in hand for you is the phone blocker. Blocks any unknown phone number there is. All known scammers get the police sent directly to their house. You are a scammer. To go off what Austin said, the FBI contacted local clubs and casinos to see if he spent the money there, but the money was never traced. The time of him jumping was never officially known, but there was a shake in the back of the plane when he did jump. So the FBI later recreated the route on the Boeing 727 with a dummy sled to see if they would feel the shake in the plane like they did when DB jumped. And they felt that shake, so they decided the time he jumped was approximately around 8 p.m. There were many cases of people who shared similarities with DB, but was never found, and the FBI decided to close the case in 2016. According to the History Channel documentary, Brian Ingram was an eight-year-old boy who went on a camping trip with his family when he discovered a bundle of $20 bills on the shore of the Columbia River near Portland in 1980. The money he found was indeed part of DB's ransom money. Was this a setup? Phil Swift here. Have you ever had internal bleeding? Then me too, man. We can help that. Here at FlexSeal, our new FlexMed is fully digestible and changing the medicine game. Our revolutionary FlexMed technology will allow you to heal in no time. Brain bleeding? No problem. Broken leg? No problem. That's a lot of damage. What are you waiting for? Order yours now for $9.99 and we'll give you two complimentary Flex legs. No leg? No problem. This also gives us free shipping and handling. The side effects of our FlexMed? Kidney failure, lung failure, death. Thank you. Many think that DB died when parachuting that night. At the alleged time of the jump, it was stormy and rainy out. He was given four parachutes, and when they found the only one that was opened, it was the training parachute. 
which is thought to have been the one he used. If this is true, the parachute would have not held up in the conditions and he would have died. Many of the things that were found were scattered around the area. Along with, along with the money that was found on the beach and the parachutes, they also found his tie. I think that things were all part of his plan to throw off the police, which, if true, worked like a charm. In the investigation, they had over 800 different suspects and ruled out all but a few dozen. Richard McCoy was the biggest suspect of all. He was arrested a few months later for trying to do the exact same crime. He was later, though, ruled out for not matching the portrait description. Robert Rackstraw was also a key suspect in the D.B. Cooper case. According to IndyStar, he was an ex-military man that was a pilot in the Vietnam War. He looked very similar to the portrait drawing of D.B. Cooper, but ended up getting cleared in the late 80s. Recently, though, he has had some light put on him from Thomas Colbert, a movie director and researcher from California. He released a book believing he has cracked the case. He says that he found old code messages that the hijacker sent to newspapers and he has decoded them. All the signs from them point to Rackstraw. One of the messages even used his name and went as far as to name his real military rank as well. Robert has always denied the claims but has always been suspicious when talking about it. Alright, I'm here to tell you about how to get the best car extended warranty. For the best price, I only need your social security number, phone number, credit card number, and home address. And I can get you anything you want. Now, 50 years later, civilians are still interested in this case, even with the FBI ending the investigation. According to OPB.org, Eric Ulyss is a man who has dedicated most of his life to this case. He, and with the support of curious others, have led multiple digs around the river where the money was found. Eric also is very confident that DB survived that night. He also started an annual convention called CooperCon for people that are still as interested in the case as he is. It normally draws a couple hundred people each year. There's also a movie in the works called Nod If You Understand, which will go through the experience Tina Mucklow had. She was one of the flight attendants on the plane with Cooper. There have been a few small breaks in the case to give hope to the enthusiast. In 2020, a scientist discovered there was algae on the $5,800 of the $200,000 in the $20 bills that was found on the beach that day. That $200,000 today would be equivalent to about $1.2 million. Anyway, this algae has diamonds, and you can see them with a microscope. The microbe showed the diamonds were spring blossoms, which would say that the money didn't get into the water until spring, and the money wasn't just floating in the water for many years, or they would have found more types of diamonds from different seasons. This is Jake from State Farm. I am the real one. This is not fake. Um, I need your credit card information, your email, your phone number. Uh, your address would help, too. And I can just give you a free $500,000, but you have to meet my exceptions. I need those things. Uh, I can guarantee you the best insurance ever here because I am Jake from State Farm. Uh, and I have my partner in crime, Monty Clarasson. He'll come in and uh, add some more information. All right, I'm here with my dad, and he's going to talk about his, what he thinks about D.B. Cooper. 
So, Dad, how long have you been following the D.B. Cooper case? Uh, since I was in high school. And when was that? In the 80s. So you've been following it a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, I watched lots of shows on it. Yeah, so what do you think happened? I think he got away with it. You do? Uh, yep. I think he had to have military experience. Uh, obviously a very experienced uh, parachute skydiver. So that's where the military experience comes in. And I think he got away with it. And it's one of the America's biggest mysteries today. Yeah, and you think he survived? I do. I think he got away with it. You do? What do you think about the money that was found later? I think he probably planted that money when he did it, thought they'd find it quicker, and would just assume him dead then and, and get off his trail. So you think this was all part of his plan? I think it was all part of the plan, and he was brilliant. Yeah. Do you think he's ever going to be caught? No. Nope. Over 50 years have passed now, and there's still... Tons of theories out there about who he is and what really happened to him. And there's too many theories to narrow it down. Yeah, I agree. Anything else you want to add? Nope, it's just a very interesting story. Yep, thank you. You're welcome. To conclude this podcast, me and Owen had a really good time following the D.B. Cooper case. And we think it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, it was fun. I got to learn stuff and have fun. And I'd do a podcast again in the future. So, I believe that it was Robert Rackstraw that actually did the D.B. Cooper. Owen, what, what did you think? Uh, Richard McFloyd McCoy Jr. Uh, he, uh, he looked similar. He had very similar backstories that followed the same thing D.B. did. Yeah. So, we both have our own opinions and had a good time doing this podcast. Thank you for listening. Yep. I'm going to end this podcast singing a song. Mining away, I don't know what to mine, I'll mine this anyway.